Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience Podcast with Jeanette Blissett. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I am your host, Jeanette Blissett. And today's guest is Eileen Franco. Eileen is a certified holistic wellness coach, and she empowers women with natural tools and strategies to overcome hormonal imbalances, namely perimenopause and menopause issues. We're here today to talk about what women are going through, and it'll be interesting to hear what Eileen has to say about her experiences, as well as the experiences as she works with women and how they show up as they're going through the stages of menopause. Eileen, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Oh, thank you so much, Janet, for having me here. It's an honor to be here and provide value to your audience. I'm looking forward to this amazing conversation. Fantastic. There's a lot of conversation going on about the big M. Oh, yeah. As I talk to women, most of the time women associate menopause with hot flashes. I think about that and I think, wow, there's so much more to it. So let's get to it. Let's talk about what that whole period of life is about. Let's get into it. Starting with the beginning, let's just talk about the stages briefly, because I think it's important for women to know in studies that I have viewed, 90% of women are not prepared for the transition or don't even know what stages they're in. So it's good to just clarify that so we could get that out of the way. And it'll be helpful for them to understand what's going on. So perimenopause, this is when a woman is starting to transition into the stage. What's happening is your reproductive system is already saying, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm passing the baton to the adrenals. So perimenopause can on average happen at 40 age plus. But women in their 30s have also been transitioning, and it has a lot to do with their lifestyle, DNA, family history, number of eggs, maybe emotional events that they have gone through can throw a woman into perimenopause or menopause if it's an emotional traumatic event or accidents that have caused them to transition. I've seen this in the research and in the thousands of women that I've been researching and talking to. What happens with perimenopause, one of the main hormones is declining, which is progesterone. And progesterone is your anti-anxiety, the one that helps you sleep, it calms you, helps you to lose weight. It also contributes to not having hot flashes. So that's high level, what's going on when you're transitioning. And then of course, there's the myriad of symptoms that you're going through, headaches, the moodiness, irritability, brain fog, lack of the libido. And menopause, a woman kicks into menopause when you have 12 consecutive months without a menses, a monthly cycle. At that point, you're considered in menopause and you can still experience the symptoms And maybe even more because the first hormone that's the main is estrogen and estrogen is declining and that causes a roller coaster ride in a woman's body along with progesterone declining and other hormones that come into play once we're in menopause. This can be so detrimental to many women, specifically in their physical health, their mental and emotional equilibrium. It just throws a woman off completely. Estrogen is the main hormone that protects us from cancers, strokes, heart attacks, osteoporosis. So this is a huge change, but one that women should look to not as, because I see so many women suffering and hating their body. So it's a moment to recreate yourself is how I see it. And the message 
I love to tell women, don't look at it as I'm no longer beautiful. No, you can recreate yourself. Then the last stage would be postmenopause. Doctors tell you right away that you're into that. With postmenopause, your symptoms should be declining. You should now be feeling more stable. And that's a sign of things getting more stability with your hot flashes, with your moods and, and all the symptoms starting to decline even more. So you're getting into postmenopause. On average, women go into menopause 50 plus, but again, it could be sooner. So once you're in menopause, you're in that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know that friends of mine in their 40s, all of a sudden have gained some weight that to them has been unexpected. And um, they've been trying a lot of things. They're doing, they're exercising to burn off calories and nothing is, is changing and they're very frustrated. And then on top of that, the ones who are a little older now are experiencing the hot flashes. One of the things I always ask them, knowing what I know now, okay, I ask them, tell me about your diet. That's a fundamental. We are what we eat, right? But there are reasons for the hot flashes. There are reasons for gaining weight. So this is the thing. Menopause is not the problem. Men- Menopause is a natural process of the body. Um, What's going on with our body at a cellular level, and it's huge, it's years of buildup of toxicity, toxins that go into our body through food, through the products that we put on our skin, the makeup that we wear, perfumes, shampoo, and all that. So our body is constantly exposed to toxins. That buildup of toxicity surrounds the cells. And if the adrenals are now in charge of producing the hormones, the sex hormones, which is estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, it won't get into the cells because of the toxins. That equates to having more inflammation in the body. So there's toxins, there's inflammation, and that's going to cause a lot of the weight gain to happen. In addition to that, if you're a woman that's constantly on the go, you're busy, the kids, school, let me go to the gym, let me go here. And you can't say no, you pile onto your plate more and more. You're pulling your hair out, you're stressed out. And cortisol becomes like the devil's advocate in menopause, if you will, because now this is the one that is going to affect your inability to lose weight. And here's why. Because you're constantly busy, the adrenals is now going to produce a lot more cortisol to keep the body going, fight or flight, right? Fight or flight is constantly going. Your parasympathetic system is not going to be able to relax. So that means the adrenals is not going to be able to make hormones. But what happens is if cortisol is high, it influences insulin, your fat storing hormone. For me, I was working out when I started transitioning into perimenopause, I was gaining despite working out five days a week and eating healthy. And I couldn't figure out what was going on with my body. I went and got tested and doctor said, no, your hormones levels are fine. But that didn't necessarily mean that my hormones were not out of balance. It meant that my adrenals and my stress levels 
were really out of control and I was living a stressful lifestyle. So that lifestyle contributes a lot to the gaining of the weight because cortisol influences insulin. And that's what you're having. In addition to the toxicity, inflammation, you have stress that affects your inability to lose weight. And of course, the food that you eat, because there are food that causes inflammation. If you're on the standard American diet, like you said, Janet, which is a very important question to ask, what is your diet? Mostly, I find that um, there's a knowledge gap that people have as it relates to eating the foods that really serve them well and how to go about making it a part of their lifestyle. So when I talk to these women, even though they are working out, when I look at what they're eating, that is simply a clue to what is adding to the aggravation of everything else. Absolutely. The whole thing about toxicity from uh, my own personal experience and inflammation, a lot of it is based on food choices and simplifying my diet, eating whole foods, a limiting process. Sugar. That flat out so that I could put my body into more of a stabilized or balanced state and not a fat accumulation state because of what we eat and because of the stress, as you say. I'm starting to think about all of what you just shared. And I'm thinking also about how it does impact women as it relates to how they feel about themselves. Whether Absolutely. they're worthy, whether or not they're attractive, and it's many cases, um, it impacts their work as well from the standpoint of lack of clarity. You mentioned brain fog. So here you have a woman who's a high charger. She might be in a mid-management or even management level position. She's going through these changes that are natural changes that to everyone else is invisible, but she's experiencing it. That's exactly was my experience. At the height of my career, I had just been promoted to the next career level a couple of weeks later, my body just started the chaos and I experienced so much turmoil in my body, lots of sweating. There was a lot of confusion. Everything I knew about my career at the time, all of a sudden became a blur, like what's going on? What? And I felt very concerned when I used to go to meetings. I was a program manager at the time, leading a team of 35 people. And I was so afraid that I would go into a meeting and I would start recording it because I would forget things. And the anxiety, I started getting anxiety for the first time in my life. So it does affect your productivity. It affects your confidence levels. In a study that I found from the UK, because of the menopause symptoms that women were experiencing in a mid-management level like myself, almost a million women resigned. I ended up resigning. I ended up in a health breakdown because of my symptoms. Menopause can really change your quality of life. And if you don't know how to navigate it and know what to do and success know how to bring your body back into balance, it's really going to change your life in so many profound ways. So I went to my doctor to ask. And of course, the response that I got was get used to it because this is the way it's going to be going forward unless you want medication. As you can imagine, Janet, I walked out of there. No, that's not going to be me because you can't think that this is living a life with these symptoms, I was sweating constantly, night sweats, the hot flashes were, I don't know, 10 an hour. 
the the confusion. I couldn't understand anything that I was doing at work. If I was sent to training or was in a meeting, I was lost. So I decided to become a guinea pig, do research, following functional medicine doctors, becoming a guinea pig in my body. It became a laboratory and applying these natural strategies to start. One of them, the first one that I implemented was fasting. I was going to ask you about that. Yes, ma'am. I was going to ask you about that because I've been studying Dr. Mindy. Mindy Pels. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I took her course in hormones. Yes. She was the one that inspired me. Yes. I have her books as well. And I paid for a course that she was offering to learn about hormones in your body. And with my experience and what she taught us about hormones and what's happening and how we can bring our body back into balance and everything else that I learned since then has been the foundation of everything that I do. She's amazing. I want to mention that because that's the part that I've been talking most about with some of my friends who are going through, as we say, the change of life. And those who are struggling with the the body, no matter what they're doing, no matter what exercise, it could be Peloton, it could be running, it could be Zumba, it could be a lot of different things, but they're still struggling with that. And when I read her book and listened to her Audible and listened to her YouTube channels, a lot of it actually really converged. And I said, this makes a heck of a lot of sense when you understand the implications of hormones at different stages of fasting. Absolutely. And not only the hormones, but your stress levels, because you can't exercise like you're in your 20s or 30s anymore. Because the more you put your body under stress, the more cortisol is getting produced. That's going to affect your inability to lose the weight. You have to exercise where the intense is not as intense and not as often. Like I would do it every day and the scale wouldn't budge. I was gaining more until I started learning all these principles about fasting and what stress does to the body. Think about the relief. I was just working with a, a stretching coach, if you will. I went through a stretch session yesterday and I was telling him, that I no longer want to be a beast in the gym. I don't want to be a gym rat. I'm not after that. I want a gentle, more relaxed way of getting my physical activity and conditioning in as I continue to mature. And uh, this is a younger guy, probably in his mid thirties. And he understood where I was coming from. To your point, I remember doing two Zumba sessions, one after the other, pumping the weights and doing things every single day. In one week, I could have had maybe eight Zumba classes. Not to say that's hard. That's almost like dessert because I just love Zumba. (laughs) Yeah, yes. No, it's your passion. It's a joy for you. Exactly. But the point being is you do see influencers, especially on social media, and they're slugging them weights around and torting their bodies in all different ways. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is why I have gotten more into yoga and am in the process of becoming a yoga teacher. I'm halfway through the, the 200 hour because I do my strength training, um, not so into the high impact anymore or the high interval trainings. I'm more into the yogas and the strength training and Mm -hmm. watching what I eat Mm -hmm. in order to maintain that cortisol level low and the fat storing with the, of course, combination with the foods that you eat, a whole foods, anti-inflammatory 
meal would be the perfect one, excluding any of the standard American diet processed foods, simple carbs, and white flours, the breads and the pastas that can spike your sugar levels. Because what happens is as estrogen comes down, women can become more insulin resistant. And that's another factor that can contribute to the weight loss and contribute to weight gain. I think there simply is a lot of, it's not even misunderstanding, but there just is a lot of connecting the dots. Yes. And there's a lot of misconnections or just accepting what others may be saying that seems a little bit more comfortable for you. In other words, this is what I've always been doing. Let's cut this little part out and I'll still eat the pasta. No, stop it. Stop it. Forget about it. And if there's any change of life happening, it's really almost like a shift. It's Absolutely. almost like a mindset shift. And now moving forward with influencers who are in the know and understand the internal works of the body down to the cellular level. That's what I like about Dr. Mindy. She gets down to the nitty gritty and the science behind it. So if you're not willing to at least embrace some of that, and you only want to be told how many points you get to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay, or what frozen meal you can get that can give you whatever it is you're looking for, I think that we'll still have this bit of a gap. I'm just hoping by way of having conversations like what we're having today, we can open the aperture for women to see that there are a lot of possibilities that are so positive that are going to serve them so much better than what they probably have been doing or have experienced. And it just takes that there's that one step to go beyond the obvious of what they've been currently doing to see the shift and the change. I'm just very optimistic because of people like you who bring the message out, people like Dr. Mindy who bring the message out and continue to share with people, especially women, so they have a clearer understanding of how powerful they are at this stage of their life. Even though I do have high energy, I understand that the stress can really wear you out. Yes, absolutely. Going back to what you're talking about, mindset shift definitely takes a lifestyle change and a mindset changing because the current lifestyle that you had up until that point will no longer serve you. It's forcing you to recreate yourself, become a better version of yourself after raising the kids or not, after still having your career, but getting to a place in midlife where you're now going in a new journey, right? This new journey is going to require, it's going to force you to look at everything that you've been doing up to that point and say, now this is no longer serving me. What can I do to support my body? Because if it's one thing, we're definitely powerful, but your body is a miracle. Mm -hmm. My body through fasting has healed me from even abnormal cells that even a surgery did not cure, but my body did through intermittent fasting, it took care of my sweating constantly. In a matter of weeks, I started fasting and implementing the fasting protocols. My body started miraculously coming back to its own. And I was reclaiming my power back. So for women, it's all about you and you being able to have the knowledge and the options that are out there for you to know that there are natural solutions and alternative options that have helped so many other women to reclaim their body, 
through self-care. This is all about loving you and taking care of your body and giving your body the priority and the support that it needs. And it's possible with the right strategies, knowing how to do the fasting, the meals, bringing down stress, detoxing the body, bringing down inflammation, you can start feeling your body starting to support you in a much healthier and Mm -hmm. vibrant way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of healing that takes place during the fasting process. I am in week number three of Dr. Mintz's protocol. It's interesting because I feel calmer. I can't say that I've got all this energy and I'm bouncing off the walls. I know that a lot of folks are looking for miracle signs and wonders from fasting, but I think that it deserves time and it depends on the condition of your body in terms of how it begins to work. So I'm willing to give it the time that it needs. I'm willing to give it the time that it needs to see the results of whatever the outcome is going to be. So today's the last day of ketobiotic. Yes, yes. With fasting, what we have to remember is you have to build that muscle. Mm -hmm. And it's like building muscles in your body. The more you do it, the more your body gets adapted to it. And you can see amazing benefits just fasting 13 to 15 hours. I've gone as far as a two day water fast under Dr. Mindy's direction in back in 2019. It was amazing how clear my brain was the creativity that started to generate. I wrote everything down because it was so beautiful. It it was a total reset for me and for my body. So you definitely want to be patient with it and give your body that process slowly and build upon it because you will see amazing results. And even starting to fast 13 hours and every week increasing it, you're going to start seeing the results. I started seeing results in my body when I was fasting every day, 16 hours a day, and just had an eight hour window, which Dr. Mindy had brought to us and said, science has proven that was the best metabolic switching fasting that you can have for metabolic health. But my body functioned so great and eliminated a lot of my menopausal symptoms Because fasting brings down inflammation. It's the fastest way. It kicks you out of insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. It tackles so many things at the same time. I'm looking forward to to seeing the results. One of the things that I understand about Dr. Mindy's approach is that she is trying to help us create metabolic flexibility. So therefore, the changes from 13 hours of fasting with an 11-hour window and then switching it to 15 hours fasting, then to 17, closer to the autophagy phase, switching it up so that your body doesn't get too used to it. Absolutely. Applying the ketobiotic protocol versus the hormone fasting protocol. All of those things are new to me. Never did them before because in my mind, I'll fast for 15 hours and then I'll do that every single day and I'll eat. But with her protocol, there's so much science to it. And I, I enjoy it because it allows to me a lot of flexibility in foods that I already eat, which are mostly whole foods. And I love that. But I'm telling you one thing, the hormone feasting, 
Love it. Exactly. (laughs) With fasting, you have to vary your fast for sure in order for your body not to get used to it. And in order to see results even more, if you work out the same exercise every week, your body's just not going to improve on that muscle. You have to approach it from different angles. I've been exercising since the age of 22. So I always vary my workouts because your body gets used to it and adapts the same with fasting. You have to vary it. There are so many ways that you can do the fasting. Um, One day you could do alternate fasting. One day you fast, the next day you don't. I feel good. That feeling is amazing when you can feel your body's um, wisdom and giving it the right protocols. And there's nothing better than to know that spreading the message to so many women is important because so many women don't know this, that this is at their fingertips and it's relatively free because fasting is free, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. And the thing about fasting that I love also is that you don't think about food all the time. You simply do not. There's so many things you can get done during that period of time when you're not thinking about, I have to have breakfast, I have to have lunch. You can get a lot of other things done. Absolutely. Fasting, one of the benefits, it diminishes sugar cravings. So that's great for people that are having issues with blood sugar level. Like I said, it kicks you out of insulin resistance, right? So you're not thinking about that sugar, that sweet tooth is not coming up all the time because you're so engrossed and you become so focused now because your concentration comes back, your focus comes back. And you're able to focus on what you're doing instead of thinking of food because your body is tapping into those reserves that it has, the fat cells that it has, and taking from there for the energy mm-hmm. that we need. It gives you a little bit more control because this morning I, I decided I was going to have a two egg omelet with uh, red pepper, spinach, and a little sprinkling of cheese and no bread on, on the keto biotic. Yes. Last day, right after I finished, and it was really so good. And I, <laughs> and I said to myself, "Oh, I could use something sweet." And then, for for some reason, I went and got some sparkling water, and then I had some water with electrolytes in it, and I drank that. And then I went on to do something else. wasn't thinking about what else can I eat, if yeah. you will. And it felt good to be able to do that. You're right about spreading the message. I do believe that having people like you who speak to the issue. I greatly appreciate the work that you're doing in this space. So let me ask you this question. In the work that you have been doing, what else is next for you? What are you expecting to see happen or unfold the next several months or year? What's your vision for yourself? For me, so one of the things that I've embarked on, I started out helping and spreading the message to English-speaking women on platforms and podcasts such as yours and my social networks. So I'm embarking now for the next couple of months and possibly going forward is helping the Spanish community with this information, my Latinas, because they're not privy to this information as much as we are. And there's a lot of noise now in social media network. There's many coaches talking about menopause. You have all the doctors that are coming up talking about it, but it's not as visible and as prominent in the Latin community. So my focus is going to be still helping my English speaking women, but focusing more on the Latina community and giving them all the knowledge that I've learned and working with clients. I have coaching clients that I help to 
reprogram and reclaim their body back. In addition to doing wellness retreats, geared towards women, talk about hormones, empower them with the knowledge and empower them with the natural tools that they can walk out of that retreat or that weekend we spend together um, and reclaim their well-being and feel awesome about themselves, love their bodies. I belong to many groups and many networks and many women are suffering and the negative self-talk and even marriages have taken hit because of this. It's just so sad and it breaks my heart. But it's really my passion to help women understand that it's possible for you to feel better instead of just being stuck in that stage. It's like Dr. Mindy says, menopause is not optional, but suffering through it is. And I've adopted that. So it's spreading more the message and helping my Latina women recover their health and well-being through natural solutions. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talk about is how it affects your libido. Oh, yes. And everything that goes along with that. Absolutely. Some report that it's as dry as the Sahara Desert. Yes. Okay. And having to deal with those realities when you have a partner, how it impacts them. So it goes beyond just the sweat and the the brain fog, physical things that are going on inside your body. You're like, wait a minute. So you have your spouse, a partner saying, I don't turn you on. What's the problem? I think it's a lack of education from women not knowing what's going on and what they can do about it. And if they do a lack of communication with their spouse and not letting them know because libido there are solutions for libido i work with women and i give them the solutions and for the dryness down there there's a lot of things that can be done for that naturally there's essential oils that can help that's a tool there's maca maca is a superfood that's fantastic for women that are going through menopause. It's not only for hot flashes, it's specifically for libido. What is that? I don't know what that is. Maca is a Peruvian super food and it's a root that has amazing benefits for the body. It even helps men that are going through having problems with desire as well. It's a superfood, and you get it in powder form, organic and have it come from Peru and it has like an earthy taste to it. And you can put that in your smoothies. You can have it with almond milk and ice, however you like to take it. It, It's an adaptogen and it balances also the body, reduces stress, helps with the libido, helps the men also with the testosterone levels. It really balances the body. So Maca is one that I give women for libido support. It's a product that I used and I followed a lot of functional medicine doctors, aside from Dr. Mindy, there were others. And I just took all of their strategies and started working with them. And I know what gave results to me and what didn't. And I give women these options, see which one works for you, because when it comes to our own uniqueness and DNA. In natural products, you have to see what works. I totally agree with you, Janet. That's a huge conversation. Many marriages are getting hit because of that. This is a topic that beyond the physical aspects of it, like the hot spots, like right now, I still get hot flashes, but I go with it. And then before I know it is over, 
it's over. You With your fasting, you can still add the maca and drink it. That helps with your hot flashes. And that's going to help you. I'm going to look on Amazon for that because like I said, my regular protocol is it's very good in terms of the foods that I eat. It's my lifestyle and I'm really committed to it. Prior to my transition, I was under a lot of stress. And of course, menopause kicked in, my body gave out on me. So it's very important that in the menopause, women are very delicate. And in that stage in menopause, women are so delicate that we really have to pay attention to our body, not ignore the symptoms. Because I ignored my symptoms. I did not know what was happening. And I ended up in disability after getting menopause. And although I was doing the fasting, I still ended up because there was a lot of stress my body was carrying. So stress is so detrimental. And it's such a delicate stage for a woman. So you have to take like a, a holistic approach to it to be able to get a complete rounded feeling and release from all the symptoms barbarding you all the time, like it happened to me. I think it's a beautiful thing that we have the power to have that opportunity for a new chapter or a next chapter where you're experiencing the things that you are basically in control of in terms of your proactivity compared to just going with the flow. But the fact of the matter is that to your point, this is an opportunity to reset. We still have to get the information out the more we say it and spread it out, it gives women hope that they're not stuck in that. They're not stuck. They have to really deal with their mind, the narrative that they tell themselves. I know when you do have a lot of weight, a lot of pain, and you're thinking this is just the way life is. I, I'm a bit of a fighter when it comes to that. I simply never gave up. Me either. This is why I took matters into my own hands. And I'm like, no, I was always one to do natural things anyway. I've never been one to pop pills for a headache either. I would just deal with it unless it was really bad. But other than that, I was not going to lie down and say, this is my life going forward. I decided to take charge and say, let me see what I can do for myself. And here I am. It totally recreated my body, my health, my career. I'm no longer working in the corporate world. So see, it opens new opportunities for us on so many levels. It's great to hear that you are thriving in this new chapter that you have for yourself and you're positioning yourself to be a role model focused on women for the most part. Yes, we know it impacts other people, but the reality is we have to deal with ourselves first. Absolutely. And sometimes, and my mom would always say this, as an adult woman, you have to learn how to be selfish. It doesn't mean that you're selfish towards other people, but you are actually taking care of yourself. No and longer on the back burner. That's the thing in a nutshell. The reality that a lot of women face, like you said, if they're not in school getting their education, they're getting the first time job in corporate America, they're trying to prove themselves and they get married and they have the kids and you have all of these real life responsibilities However, for many, there comes a point in time where enough is enough. I think you reached that point. I know I've reached that point in my life as well. Yeah. It's liberating. It's actually liberating because your perspective, there's a shift that happens internally and it's realizing, okay, what I was doing is no longer applicable. It doesn't serve me. Let me find what that is for me now. And it's liberating because you realize you don't have to prove anything to anyone other than 
to yourself and have the health that you need to move forward because all of it is just trying to prove something. And then you get to this point, it's like, what was that all for? No doubt. Sometimes I ask myself that because I also left the corporate environment to embark on my new chapter, my next chapter, and it's been a wonderful three years. It really has been. Congratulations. I'm right there with you. I did the same thing. It's been great. It's been great. Thank you so much for granting me the time to to pick your brain a bit about the menopause reality for a lot of women, because this is the life that we get to lead and to live. I appreciate folks like you who are making things better for people like me and others. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation. And I pray that it's a benefit and a value to your audience uh, because it comes from a lot of passion and my own journey that I want to help women prevent from happening and helping them feel better, feel amazing again. This conversation will be quite enlightening for many. So again, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.